The flogcast may occasionally contain explicit content that makes it not safe for work or for minors. It also doesn't provide an excuse to just use the same words on Bay 13. Normal Bigfooty rules still apply. Alright, so this is the flogcast for the grand final. The emotionally checked out Tiger Starburns is here, and I'm joined by the Andrew Mackey of podcasts from St Kilda Cookson. Bum, 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 bum. The Fogcast resident piano man Dan. I'm going to give you one last chance. One last <laughs> chance to end this stupid charade regarding Damien Hardwick's ability as a coach. Because if you don't, if you don't let up and come full circle, you're going to have to stick with this for the entirety of his coaching career, and we're going to hold you accountable for all the success and premierships and coaches of the year awards that he gets because he's already got one. It's official now. This is the in, this is the intro. You're meant to save. I this don't story. care. This is this is no. This is the intro. This no, is what not. I'm going with. We're holding you accountable. No, can can you can you shut up so I can introduce the other people who are giggling in the background? I'm not stopping you from introducing everybody else. Go go right ahead. <laughs> the head of security on the Collingwood board and head of recruiting, Morgan Ashley. Hello. The number one fan of Sam McClure from North La Grille. G'day, guys. G'day, Sam, if you're listening. Hit me up, bro. And Bigfooty and Bay 13's number one exporter of Baby Formula from Hawthorne Penal. What up, my tiggers? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goo or tears? I'm going to go first. I've got goo for being wrong. <laughs> I've got okay. goo for being wrong. It was an absolute masterstroke from Richmond to recruit Daniel Rioli. <laughs> See what I did there? I, 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 yeah, you thought I was going somewhere else. I um, thought you were going to crack. Is that the only thing you've been wrong about? Only time can tell on that one, Cookson, but I'm sure as shit time not has tempting tell. fate this week. <laughs> I didn't um, say shit. Up. Oh, sorry, it was penal. penal. Oh, look, he was wrong again. I, uh, hashtag uh, Starburns I, was wrong. Hashtag Starburns was wrong. You know what? I'm very happy to be wrong in this particular situation. He was the difference. He kicked more goals than any Rioli in a final, I believe. At least certainly one in the last 30 years. So it was, yeah, it was a fantastic but, but it's performance from him. But the thing that Cyril does off the ball that counts. So. Oh, off the ball. Daniel did a lot of so, stuff uh, off the ball. And he also did stuff about? on the ball. And he was very, very fucking good. And... He played a real finals game of substance. What inspired this inspired run of form from the best Rioli? Obviously, Blake Carousella. <laughs> or it could be with the fact that he lives with the best coach in the competition. That's what it is. That's what I was getting at. Thank He's you, also Dad. lived with that coach all year, and he has had patchy form. No, 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 no. He stepped up when it mattered. The coach though. of when the it year mattered. to you. But, 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 but Starburns, don't you understand that his season today has been building toward this moment? Well, I hope not, because there's another game to go. Well, I've got a theory here, and obviously Daniel Rioli lives with Hardwick, and he actually took Hardwick's daughter to the Brownlow. Does anyone so else think that was clearly, strange? Clearly, no, oh. this is... I've got it all yeah, down. It's, a, it's, a, it's a quid really pro quo. It really stinks of luck. This stinks of like fucking Michael Orr shit. Why is he living no, no, there? It's, it's, it's a quid <laughs> pro quo. Why go if, out if, and chase tail when it's right there under the roof? If Rioli performs for... It is if, a blindside AFL edition. 
If Rioli falls for Hardwick. Hardwick. Why is he living there? But at least he knows her. At least he knows that she's not after his cash. Speaking of Brandlow dates, apparently Jade Gresham took a random girl off Tinder. He just met literally on oh, the day. That, <laughs> that is awesome. I heard something like that. It was either the day before or the day on the Brownlow, but that's what he did. That, that was his date. No, the that, first that, day awesome. is at the Brownlow. Gee, that's all right. Can only go downhill from there. Quid pro quo, <laughs> I believe, was discussed before we started. <laughs> well, well that, that's 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 so obviously what the Rioli Hardwick thing is, because like if Rioli performs on the field for Hardwick, then Hardwick's daughter will perform off the field for Rioli. <laughs> you know. Anyway, who wants to go next? I'm gonna have tears. For all those really stupid Richmond supporters who were giving shit to Brett Beligo, like, oh, he left the chase flags, blah, 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 blah. He left because he was cooked, let's be frank, and GWS gave him and a he role. Didn't he, he didn't think he'd be missing a grand final. He probably didn't even think he'd be playing Richmond uh, at prelim week. Uh, but... To be perfectly honest, it's probably the deal probably allowed them to juggle their squad to get them in this position. Oh, not real. That deal hasn't impacted us yet. But salary cap-wise, surely the the money that they saved on him that they've used for Prestia... No, we paid most of his contract this year. That was part of that was part of the deal for getting the great draft pick we got for him. Yeah, well, or even the draft pick. Like, was that was the draft pick it's something you're holding year. now? It comes or? This, yeah. Yeah, we're holding it now. It'll be this year. But it'll I mean... The future. But, Geelong's but, I mean, future. But, we hold Geelong's future in our hands. Do, do you think that Richmond would be in the situation if he was there? Of course not. Nobody nobody did. He didn't. And I actually will say that I went to the game very anti-booing lids. I thought it would be poor. I thought it would shouldn't happen. And much to my embarrassment, I got reeled in by it. But I still think it was, wasn't was fair. It should have saved your lungs. For but that said, I also, I also booed Toby Green every time he touched it. So. Yeah, but so that's that, I, normal yeah. pantomime, but... It's all part of the spectacle. That's the moment. I, I don't because... think I don't think he deserves the crap that he got. And I, re- if if no one else had booed, I sure as shit wouldn't have. But the fact that everyone else sort of did, I, it was very easy to get caught up in that. At that, you got swayed into booing. You are weak. Yeah, peer pressure got me. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll absolutely admit that, and I didn't I didn't enjoy it at the time. But well, that's soft. You've got to be your own person. Come well, on. I did it to that's, create that's the why I, uh, atmosphere. That's why I booed Brilliant. Goods. That's why I booed Goods and <laughs> chanted uh, Sydney take it up the arse at the 2014 Grand Final. I just got swayed into doing it because everyone else was oh, doing yeah. it. Yeah. It was very yeah. easy to get pulled into it with the atmosphere of the crowd and the idea of just making it a hostile atmosphere. Well, that would have been something else. I mean, yeah, like that was that was sort of like I was. I even I booed Stevie J too, who I actually quite like as a footballer. But I still booed well, him no, because was, everybody he else was. He was an absolute shit bucket the whole game. It's just it was very easy. It was very easy to boot anyone at any opportunity the crowd took on Saturday. Except for January only. No, that was goo. Anybody <laughs> else want to go next? I got tears. Mm. This has happened again. I have tears for the rort that is the Brownlow medal. Oh, I knew, AFL, I knew as soon as that happened. The AFL, if the AFL keeps doing this, a lot more people are going to start catching on. Now, we talked about this uh, a number of times regarding Fife Pritters. The AFL has some stupid image thing where they don't want an ineligible player polling the most votes in the brown line. 
It happened again last night when yeah. one now, that, now, now that's bullshit. You know Prittis no. won fair and square in 2014. Did not. No, <laughs> fuck, that still shits me. He's a brown line medalist. Uh, but, I'm going to give him uh, a standing Danny ovation Field. on Saturday too for what it's worth, Dan. He'll deserve, <laughs> he'll deserve yeah, it. He'll deserve it. You're a short ass. He won't see you, so it doesn't matter. It's just, Stand on your seat. Stand on your He's seat. He's taking a sign. Um, Mate 13 loves you, Maddie. Please do that. You're our not, goo. Not the I'm West Coast board. Dangerfield was going to poll more votes than Martin. And Very I'm not... This isn't a spot on Martin. Martin had a... Martin yeah, was always the best on ground for that club. It's such a... It's, really? You, See... I, I get, well I get your there. argument, Dan. But if they, even if they in hadn't rigged it, it would have only tied. Dangerfield uh, had thirty-two disposals, two goals, two, and twelve clearances in a game against the Magpies, in which Geelong won. He was the clear best on. Ground. And he finished three votes behind Martin. So what difference would it have made? He, he even Martin. Game. Martin had a game when he was arguably best on ground, and he didn't get votes. I mean, nobody's talking about that game. Well, as soon as they get their votes from Armoured Guard, they start counting, and they already know who the winner is before the even count even starts. They make amendments through the through the votes so that the eligible winner is the clear winner, and the winner. I, I disagree, and I actually heard Jared Waitley come up with a very interesting theory as to this on 360 tonight, where he said that it's not a deliberate rigging, but it's more a subconscious thing where if they've got, a, if they've got three play, four players who they think deserve it, they're probably going to leave the ineligible one out because they know the votes aren't going to make a difference to him. And well, I can yeah, see like why you web- would do that. Like, as someone who votes on the MVP on Bay 13 most years, once you have a clear winner, which you usually do by finals time, you stop voting for them. Well, when I when I saw on the uh, on the main board, there were all these Geelong supporters basically saying Gillen had uh, rigged the votes, like whited out the name and put someone else's name there instead of Dangerfield the week after he came back from suspension or something. I'm like, surely not. I mean, you're practically fucking accusing the bloke of corruption. What you're accusing of is borderline libelous. And Banter, not like, slander. It's, it's, it's so much easier just to think like, you know, Occam's razor, you know, the simplest outcome is usually the, the correct one. It's so much more plausible to just think um, instead of this massive cover-up to think uh, Gill's rigged the votes or something, which would obviously have massive uh, lawsuit implications because of the betting industry if it was ever proven true. And also... It's, and also. it's so, much, so much more plausible to think that just the umpires, the week after a bloke gets suspended, are not going to give three votes because, oh, he's suspended... It's front of my mind, and maybe Gills had a word to them during the week. If so, you can't really prove it. It's not like he's actually rigged All the more reason why they would do it if you can't prove it, because no one else has access to those votes. But it's like a subconscious thing by the umpires. Mm. What these Geelong nuffies are saying is that, oh, Dangerfield actually... players that, that still get votes anyways. He's, he got votes in round 23. Yeah, but but what the it's Geelong guys are saying it's, is they rigged the votes and Dangerfield got more votes and then they just whited him out and put someone else's name there. If that's the case, why did they vote for him in round 23 when it, clearly Geelong won by so much it would have been way Because easier. the way they were doing it in the telecast, they wanted to add suspense. I don't know why they I chose... I disagree. To, I disagree. But because it's, it's too much like of a coincidence. First... It's happened twice now. 
it's not like it's the first time that a player has got the most votes and not won the Brownlow. They've dealt with this in the past. They'll deal with it again. Dan has to believe this because otherwise... If he doesn't, Prudence is a legitimate Brownlow medalist, and he can't this, hack that. This is almost this is this is almost this is almost Bigfoot's version of Flat Earth. No, it's not. It's, there's some legs to this. Flat Earth is just stupid. This has legs. The AFL view the Brownlow medal as this prestigious award and this big TV travaganza. Travaganza. They have a track order of ringing, rigging. They have a track order of rigging the Brownlow. No, but who gives a fuck? Who, actually, at the end of the day, who gives a fuck? Because it's the yeah. fairest, the best. They're not going to win well, if they I get the most votes not being the fairest. I did. Well, then, well, well, well if, who cares? If Dangerfield got more votes, right, no one what? would be saying that Martin isn't a worthy winner. He had a better year than Dangerfield. Yeah. I wanted Dangerfield to pull the most votes because that would have just been so more lulzy in terms of the, the melts and yeah, the salts and the Geelong supporters. It's but so um, but to, to think that this is just a massive conspiracy and Gill has single-handedly read out different votes and just whited out Dangerfield's name in order to read someone else so as to not look awkward, just fucking pants on head retarded. <laughs> You guys don't think there's something fishy going on? No. With, with the... I honestly no. don't. Mar- for a lot Martin, of Martin, hundred percent deserved to poll the most votes. Oh, as I'm not questioning that. Years ago. If the AFL were going to script an outcome, why would they pick the guy that can't fucking say his own name and the guy whose dad's fucking been sent to Auckland? We, he can't we, live in the country. We, the you know why? We, no, should, we shouldn't even indulge this. This is just Dan's irrational prudus hate rearing its ugly head yet again. Yeah, da- yeah, and the um, other thing, Dan, this isn't this isn't new. Like when Ackermanus won it, there's the infamous Andrew McLeod game where he was absolutely dominant. He got like thirty disposals and kicked a couple of goals, and he was odds on to get three votes. He pulled donuts, and Ackermanus won because of it. You reckon that? Umpires, umpires, umpires fuck it up sometimes. This, this, they do. Why they has nobody do. touched on the biggest farce that was last night? Well, we were going to we were gonna come to that. Is that your tears? That's going to come. No, no, I don't have tears. I've got goo. I've got goo for the great news I heard on SEN as I pulled up in the driveway tonight. Apparently, Jesse White is going to play basketball. What? NBL yeah. or NBL. just like... He wants to play for Melbourne United. He can't think she's Jared Hayne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he's think, obviously played a bit of NBA 2K18 and gone on to movies. Well, he doesn't like it. contact, so it's probably a good environment for him. Well, this is great because Melbourne United's colours are the same colours as Collingwood, sort of. Jesse White lives on. I wonder if Jesse's shooting would have anything in common with his goal kicking. Jesse, Jesse's can you, can you imagine be, him uh, going none from none from 10 from nah, outside through? Jesse's going to be that classic. I'll give you the hot tip though. Go. He would be the greatest player in the preseason that's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they've already had that. Because he can play when he doesn't need to. No, Jesse White, if he ever plays NBL, he's going to be the classic NBL centre. And an NBL centre differs from an NBA centre. An NBL centre will average 1.7 points a game, 
15 rebounds. Hey, LaGrill, stop raining on my fucking parade. <laughs> so it sounds like dude, a value. He sounds, like, it sounds like MVP material. Just off no, MVP. MVP. That is so, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that is good. Like, his football background would be quite handy there. Oh, oh, so, oh, so this is like wait. our basketball background next to football. It goes can... both ways. <laughs> oh, Thank you. That's what I was getting at. Fuck. So he's the reverse Pendlebury. No, can I do my tears now? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not meant to have both, but please go. Well, we're not meant to do a lot of things, but we do. Is this where I'm allowed to melt? Yeah. How on earth is nobody ripping down AFL House right now at the fact that that cunt Scott Pendlebury got like 17 votes? <laughs> Yeah, that kind of caught me off guard. How, he had, he he had 15 to, like, points. the halfway point, and he was, like, running third. If he didn't get injured, he might have been... Like a... Two votes behind at round 17. Two votes behind. Oh, thank fuck he didn't play the last eight games. Oh, <laughs> Max, I was furious. Who the fuck is giving these cunt votes? The same people who rig it, right, Dan? Yeah, with rigged. Pretty much. See, you don't have to be accountable at all. If I was fucking voting, you wouldn't get any. Maggot. Who else wants to go? Who hasn't gone? I've well, got two. Can I, can I restore a bit of uh, balance to the discussion and have uh, goo for the Brownlow votes? Just because I think the the umpires clearly got it got it mostly right uh, out there. Just because uh, not only did Tom Mitchell get a deserved uh, twenty five votes, and of course uh, that was enough for outright second, uh, but in fact we saw uh, Ryan Burton polled two Ooh. votes out there and one Andrew McGrath polled zero <laughs> votes. A big fat big fat donuts for Andrew McGrath. So clearly the umpires have got it right this year. Much more knowledge of the game uh, could be found amongst the umpires compared mm. with the fucking mm. idiots like Luke Darcy that they have on the Rising Star panel. Yeah, I know. Mm. How the fuck did Luke Parker get 16 votes as well? Parker. Coasting on stories like Pendlebury, I believe. I blame that Asian bitch. Bontefalli got 19, and he was shit for most of the season. Actually, that's that's the biggest one for me, because I I mean, I didn't see a lot of Bulldogs games, but I saw enough, and I didn't think he was... I think he got a lot of them pretty early on, though. getting the top 10. Ollie Wines. I thought, didn't Ollie Wines start like a house on fire, too? I thought he started well, yeah. And, you know, you just got to beat up on bottom 10 teams. To get your votes. Well, how did Pendlebury get any? We don't beat bottom 10 teams. A lot of votes were on reputation this season. As they always are. And then players like Matt Crouch, who probably deserved more votes, don't get any because Sloan gets them for no reason. Who hasn't gone? I haven't. And I've got goo for the Perth Stadium or the Enormo Dome or whatever they're going to call it for selecting Gage Rhodes as the beer provider for the stadium. That's a really good move. Gage Rhodes is a fine drop. And for Have once... they got a bridge yet? <laughs> no, no, no. What, what, um, what about EMU Export? Well, see, that's all that matters. As long as they've got a beer on tap, you can't fucking get to the ground, but there's you a beer ready. You cousin swim. <laughs> you get shit-faced and then you swim well, I honestly think, honestly think, because Perth on the Swan River from Perth to South Perth, even though that's the opposite direction, had um, ferries. So why don't they just do that the other way, like the eastward? Like it just it makes too much sense for them to do it, I guess. But well, 
judging by what you just told us, you just end up with some booze cruises. <laughs> is it is that a bad thing? Well, Juddy's gone, so I guess not so much. You're not going to handcuff anyone. <laughs> Can you if you're going to say his name, say it like that, please. <laughs> Daddy. I hope he writes a song about this, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Hurd gave the Norm Smith. And here comes Richo. <laughs> Not Dustin Martin used a chopstick, but wasn't as bad as when he kicked across goal. <laughs> Since you mentioned the new Perth Stadium, really, really quickly, did we see who got the first game there? Yep. AFLW up in Frio. Frio's all, well, West Coast don't have an awful team next year, so Frio... Frio's awful team playing the first game. That sounds that sounds a little bit odd that you got a sixty thousand seat stadium. I thought the AFL was all about maximising the crowds for that. And they're selling tickets for two dollars a ticket or something. And the only the only team worse than Frio is Frio's women's team. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly think they're obviously going to play Collingwood too. They're going to try, but there's going to be no fucking bridge. I know, I know, I know that I know. AFLW. Of course. No they've bridge. Got, they've got to bring the cash cow over somehow. Add that to the fucking <laughs> kilometres travelled. Oh, I don't understand why they didn't have something like like a special state of origin game like they did for the MCG a few years back. Like you could play WA versus Victoria or whatever. Australia or something. Never go for that. You know, you could call it fucking... The Suscension Cup or something like that. Fucking... If WA win, they get to secede. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, but and or the or the GST Revenue Cup, and they get <laughs> a, bigger, a bigger carve out of the GST Revenue or something. Oh, uh, you've you've sold me. I, I I would pay to watch that. Yeah, I say I think there was a really bad. The smartest idea they could have done was get West Coast versus Geelong, call it the Mefo Cup, and we're away. Yeah, like. Because Burswood, there's heaps of hookers around Burswood too, so that, so that's all good. Could it invite us in Kiel to well, have to hook swim? Cup? That's what I want to know. Can the hookers swim? No, but they're in Burswood already. They're already over the lake, uh, the river, or whatever they call it. Well, they they might not be able to swim, but they've got fishnets. <laughs> anyway, I think that's all of it. Let's go to the recaps, and we'll begin with Geelong and the Crowbots. For a prelim, this game sucked. I mean, two-man team is not good enough. No, and they got found out against a real team, and, you know, they even had Motlop play fairly well, and they, again, and they were shit. Like, it's... Oh, they were so shit. Pushing that They were so shit. It didn't help that they didn't have Hawkins playing. No, they missed his presence out there, because that seems to be all he brings. These days. It was a shit game. It wasn't a shit game. It was just Geelong were not up to the standard again at prelim week. I think it's where they're at. Like, it's... Yeah, I agree. They were just beat by a better side. It happens. Yeah, but I think I think we found out that they probably... They're, they're that far off it. I think, And I think two of their losses this final series have shown that. Prelim's their limit. They're the new Bulldogs. Hmm. Uh, or North, or whoever you want to talk about. <laughs> you know, was got, got to prelims in the last decade or so and never went one step further. It's all under Selwood's leadership too. <laughs> yeah, like, and he actually played well on like one leg. Like he, he couldn't have done much more for them. They're kind of like a more extreme version of St Kilda in 09. Nah, you, you were better than that. Yeah, but, but, okay. Yeah, but okay. Still, good players were good, but the bottom tier, mm, true. there are a whole bunch of Robert Eddies and Andrew McCalters. 
They've got Dangerfield, they've got Selwood, they've got Duncan, who's probably been their three consistent players. I mean, Scott Selwood's been decent at times over the year, but... Men of goal. Who? I like Menengola. I like the story, but their middle six and bottom six is probably worse than most teams' bottom uh, middle six and bottom six. It's just their top six is reasonable. Like, well, particularly their top two are probably two of the better players in the league. They're a two-man team, and the rest of them aren't that good. Even Cockatoo couldn't give them much. They brought him in for a bit of extra talent boost but too long way to go and they don't have a first rounder this year and they're going to probably trade the one after that or something else to try and bring Gazza or, or Stringer or Devons I don't know how they think they're going to get these players but they're they're linked to all of them and that's just it's insane yeah it's nice to be a club that has all these players <laughs> all these players want to come to Geelong and can't get their North North have all this money and all these resources to throw at players and can't land anyone. Oh, oh go fuck yourselves, people. <laughs> it wasn't even us who said it first. It was Dan. No, no, that's the problem. <laughs> it was me. It's it was what's a, true, there though. There was an article. It is true. There was an article yesterday that was like, I don't know, where Motlop might be going or where someone else might be going. It was like, these two clubs are interested, and it was, no, Essendon and North Melbourne. And then it was this player, and these two clubs are interested, and in this one, whatever club, and North Melbourne. It was like five players, and North Melbourne were interested in all of them because they've got to fucking pay someone. Jesus. Oh, fucking kill me now. Oh, my word. Oh. Well, why are, we're not that bad a club, are we? Well, don't, um, we didn't think so, but I guess. <laughs> well, you're I mean, at the start of the rebuild, and that's a hard thing to sell. And the yeah, start of a, yeah, probably a pretty long rebuild too, with, considering with the way you're With Brad Scott up. as your coach. Yeah, don't get me started some, some, on that. Something, something stinks. I said this last week or two weeks ago. In the state of Denmark, or whatever. To be, the, to be fair, place. though, this is. Where North are now is probably where Geelong will be in four or five years' time if they don't well, change they still, anything they, they will still have people come to their club, though. This is, I think it, it well, comes down thought, to... You probably whether, thought that too until they all retired. It probably comes down but to re- like, recent I mean, success. If you're a club that's, that's viewed as a successful and respected organisation, then you'll like, attract people to your club. But, I mean... I mean I'm yeah. happy for you guys to... Con- correct my view because obviously my view is going to be skewed no matter how much I try not to skew it but from my point of view it's it's not like we're a entitled club it's not like we're a club that tanks or does anything wrong like that wrong I just think we're sort of in the middle somewhere does tanking make you entitled though no 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 I'm saying there are some clubs that are entitled there are some clubs that tank there are some clubs that do this there's some clubs that do that for whatever reason some a lot of people call us irrelevant because we are probably a little bit vanilla. What you're describing sounds awfully like St Kilda and being too nice. Well, that and, and that's, um, that's probably where I'm coming from. Like, because like, I actually see a lot of North leading up to 2013, 14, 15 in St Kilda, actually, because I think that they're very similar in as much as that they don't have that out-and-out superstar. They don't have that out-and-out X-Factor. They've got a lot of good, good players, but not, that match winner that you can turn it on and change the game in 15 minutes. Congrats, they, Cookie. They, this is what so you got Kil- to look forward to. You definitely have yeah, too many vanilla Greg players named Jack. Well, there's no such thing as enough Jacks, let's be honest. No, and I'm not having a go at the Saints, 
But I, Except I just face. see... Well, Loney can go and get fucked. He's a diving little shit. Fuck him off. Whoever Loney is, I thought he retired 10 years ago. No, that, that's the most <laughs> courageous player, Ryan Loney. <laughs> but, you know, I do see this. I actually do see that similarity with um, St Kilda because I think that, like, say, Richmond, you know, you've got your Dustin Martin, who is a proven match winner. You know, you even Carlton had... We had to move on because we don't have any proven match winners. <laughs> so, is your are you are you taking your aim at the at the recruiters at the at the club then the grill? Oh, well, up? in the situation we were in the early to, or basically throughout two thousands, where we couldn't really spend a prolonged period of time at the bottom developing players, having to recruit to basically get us on the cusp of the eight or just over. That was the Laidley years. He, he fucked us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but yeah. I think, to be to be honest, I don't think he fucked us. It was in this... It was... so much time talking about North? Take, I don't know. He kept the running pop He was a genius that wanted to trade with, with Hawthorne and <laughs> get all these retarded Sad. players. Sad. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> And we had to give up Dean all Laidley, of it. Dean Laidley did not recruit Jed Anderson. Just speaking of players named uh, Loney, I'm pretty sure he managed to offload one of the uh, Loneys for a first-round pick that ended up being Grant Birchall. So uh, <laughs> thanks, Port. Can someone tell me when Aaron Mullet goes to Collingwood? Um, I honestly never. think that that will happen. Thank you, LeGrill. He got delisted, didn't he? Well, no, he's been asked to basically get his management to look elsewhere. It's one of those ones where they're going to try to trade him, but they played their hand way too early, and <laughs> now he's going to be basically a free agent. Just on that, Morgs, are you going to start a campaign next year to make him the player sponsor target? Yes, that's what I'll do. That's what I'll do. Oh, imagine if I get to sit next to him at something. <laughs> Just imagine if you work up a frenzy on the Collingwood board to sponsor him. All the all the cunts who won't want it are going to be so they're going to be fuming with you again. No, because they they this is what they did with Aish. Like support the new guy. I'll be like, come on guys, support the oh, new guy. Lol North. I want to go to like the season launch and sit next to him at the table and get blind and tell him I was a North member for him and. <laughs> <laughs> What am I, chop liver? Who'd have thought Aaron would be on the other end of some creepiness? Can we just get back to Geelong <laughs> and the Crows, please? Paul Seedsman stepped it up big time on the big stage. How good was he? Was very good. Yeah, it's like... Morgs, how do you feel about the fact that he's at Adelaide now and Braden Maynard's at Collingwood? Well, I don't really care. But you're softening on Maynard because he threw a couple of good performances. Didn't played play. all right when he played in the midfield, I'll be honest. I think that was just Pendlebury. They looked the same. No, Pendlebury wasn't playing then. He does look like one of the like one of the shitter Pendlebury's, which is... Is that why maybe you don't like him and you were sort of like a bit biased? Oh, I don't yeah. like him because like Pendlebury, he can't fucking defend. You can get Brownlow votes, huh? And you want Aaron Mullet. Well, just oh, really looks... to look at, I think, by the sound of things. Yeah. Need some eye we've, got to have, we've got to have someone to they solve They got Penny looks sort of like Well he had white man dreads No oh, he's, he's, he's so vanilla Boring yuck Ugh. At least he's not as boring as Bontempelli Oh no Bontempelli Has a nose you could ski jump off <laughs> No but Bontempelli's not vanilla He's like you know If shit was an ice cream flavour 
He's like a magnum, the most overrated crap ice cream in the world you don't want. Can we can we all take a second to just imagine if 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 Daisy Pierce and Bontempelli had kids, and just 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 that 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 nose forehead combination. <laughs> that would be the biggest head you've ever seen, bigger than Brad Ebert or Brad Ebert or whichever one it was that's retired. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Let's go then, if we've got nothing on that, to Richmond versus the Giants at the... We didn't even come up with a name for this, I think, like, but 90, 1,200 Giant supporters bought tickets in a crowd of 94,000, which was the perfect... It was the most storm. one-sided crowd seen in VFL AFL history, I think. And it, it was unprecedented, like Clayton summer. Oliver. We'll probably never see it again, unless someone else huge gets the Giants in a game that matters like that. <laughs> Which could very well happen. Well, it could, but I think even the hunger for that would not be... I think even if Collingwood did it, they've had enough success in recent years that it might reckon, not be as I reckon feverish. Essendon. I reckon if Essendon had it... Essendon, probably, yeah. But it'd be... Yeah, it's, it was something Carl else, though. It was a very interesting experience. It was a good game to watch for like pretty much the first two and a half quarters before Richmond. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonas did the bed sound yeah. like it was a hard footy. I mean, people saying what Cochin did was wrong, bullshit. He was going for the ball, unlucky Thank kill. You. He was no, no, no. You're no, no, no. Okay, right? If you're going for the ball, your hands should be out. Yeah, and his fucking hand was. His fucking other hand was. No, his arm was tucked in. Dylan Shield tweeted the photo today with a confused face. Oh, what a what a sook! And then he deleted I, it. I think the right decision overall was made, but I think the process it wasn't even finable. You would hate to see a play get rubbed out for that if you were just taking it on face value. But oh, no, no rules, you wouldn't hate to see that if you were Dylan Chill. Boo hoo! Murphy but, had his like, jaw broken think, by good play. I do think. Or who, who's injury trolling now? Yeah, like, that was the first <laughs> thing I thought of was Hodge on Murphy a couple years ago, and that was exactly the same. Two players going for the ball. One was just a little harder at it than the other, and unfortunately it's a contact sport and injuries do happen occasionally. It, I'm yeah. and perfectly what okay with Cochin getting on. If Cochin goes lower, he takes his legs free kick. If he goes higher, he gets three weeks. If he goes front on, he gets him high, he gets three weeks. If he goes from behind, he gets him in the back. No. If no, he puts his hands out, he gets the ball. I think he chose to bump. I don't think he obviously intended to knock the bloke out. Oh, but he didn't choose to the bump. Rule is that doesn't stable. matter. He chose to bump. He didn't choose like, to bump. He won, he won the bail. football. His but hands end up on the football. He He didn't win the football. Yeah, Until, but, you know, you know what he hit it. Of course he has to brace the bump. He's going to make contact. Concussed. The rule has been for years and years and years now that if you go to bump, and someone gets knocked out that is on the person doing the bumping. They couldn't even confirm that it was even that that concussed him because Asprey bowls him over later in the quarter after he played 10 more minutes. I, I reckon that was very conveniently used as an excuse to get him off, but at the same time, I'm glad Cochin got off. No, I reckon no one can actually have... say what else he's meant to do in that situation when he I, actually I, wins I reckon... the ball. But that's not the point. Because he doesn't choose to bump. Players... But there's been players, like, you could argue that that was the same thing for Grundy or, or for... Um, no, but Grundy didn't tackle him properly. It's pretty It's pretty simple. Or, if you're okay, gonna... for Jared White or for, for Dangerfield. Oh, Dangerfield's, oh, it's Dangerfield's about the same again. situation too. If you want to pin their arms, don't slam them into the ground. 
if you if you want to slam in the ground, get leave an arm free like Trelaw did or whoever it was when they Zebel did. Dangerfield is clearly a thug and an unfair player, so he should have been suspended. And the gorilla's just trying to make it about Norfolk again. <laughs> I'm just going to say that... Jared, wait. I, I honestly thought okay. Shield, like, stuffed his Toby shoulder Stevens. up. He didn't get... Eh, he does a harsh tackle. He and and, and also, when you notice, when you notice where the contact gets the made... The tackles have got free kicks for the person doing the tackling. And so, obviously, tackle, within the rules of the game... No, but within tackle, the rules of the game, that they're all 100%... They're all 100% legal within the rules of the game. However, when it comes to this inadequate... Yeah, no one can actually no one can actually say what Cochin's meant to do in that situation. He won the ball, and he well, contact, Kobe, the contact what wasn't was even... What Stevens meant to do? He's got a tackle of a guy that's 80-odd kilo. You've got to tackle safely. It's Yeah, you just don't, it is. don't like... pin the arms. If you don't pin both arms, you're sweet with tackle. It's pretty simple. Honestly, like, the, the AFL kind of hoodwinked themselves a bit with this... Uh, fine and three strikes rule like if they'd rubbed Cochin out earlier in the year for the for the kneel hit then he wouldn't have been on two strikes and they could have just given it a given but him even a then, fine not, even and they would have brushed it off the... but it is it is finable it's not yeah, finable it's there, not there illegal would, there, there wouldn't have been tucking your preferred arm in and you're there, going in there, there wouldn't he, have been he, as much he, controversy if they just find him he didn't go to bump he went to win the ball I've got the good angle good angle I've got the good angle on you arm tucking Here's what I see. I see Cochin trying to dive for the ball. Shield gets it first, unlucky. He jars the elbow, and he, the tip of his back... Yeah, his back makes contact yeah. with the chin. It, with the head. He goes underneath He him. went lower. Cochin the, went lower than... Which you're told to do. Don't go high. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why the closest example to a precedent I can think of is that Hodge Murphy hit a couple of years ago. I'm, Hodge Murphy, not every time a person player gets injured in a physical contest does there need to be a suspension. Yeah, and, it, and it's like, was it... Uh, Brandon Ellis is the one who's lucky. Brandon Ellis yeah, is Yeah, that should have been... I, I, a, that, I, I'm, I, I'm surprised they didn't fine him, because, like, you could give him a fine and say, look, this was bad. I'm surprised uh, he wasn't suspended, to fine, be truthful. But, but still let him play. You could tell this week, though, the media were looking for a story to play up from the minute John Ralph tried to hang Rory Sloan on the Dangerfield thing on Friday night, which was ridiculous. I honestly think the media were pretty um, sympathetic towards Cochin overall. There were plenty of them who wanted to suspend him. Seemingly every I one suppose. of them who didn't play football. Surprise, surprise. No, Stop. except Eddie, Eddie was Eddie was the, the, the most vocal case for the defence on uh, on. Yeah, I just, uh, I, just I just knows Robbo and Ralph. Stop, and, what I'm getting at is that it is a further evidence that the grading system is inadequate for this sport. Oh, yeah, we all know right. that. The, gra- it's, the grading it's system exists because they used to fuck it up when they didn't have a grading system, but now it's like they can't decide on... It's, ri- it's, it's ridiculous. it's worse because they're arbitrarily applying it. I know, look, but it, did, at, it, used to, it used to work all right at, in the initial look, at the stages. End of the, end of the day, we all, we, all, we all fuss about the, mecha- the mechanics of the grading system, but at the end of the day, we've got the grand final coming up and all of Cochin, Ellis and Sloan are going to play in the grand final, which I think is the right call. It's just that yeah. like, the the only thing is maybe Ellis should have gotten fine or something. So like, who the fuck cares? I mean, really, it's not a Barry Hall thing. It's not, but at the same time, certainly I I thought Ellis was very lucky because he choose he actually unlike Cochin he chose to bump him and he collected him high. And if Whitfield was if Whitfield got concussed too, Ellis would definitely be gone. Yeah, so I thought that would have been a slam dunk, high contact, low impact thing because he wasn't concussed mm. and you just called it a fine and move on yeah 
It's just because someone gets injured doesn't mean that they should be suspended if the act itself isn't illegal. And Hodge Murphy, Cochin Shield, there's probably plenty of others we can think of. It's just that people get enraged because Dangerfield gets suspended for a sling tackle that concusses or fucking Jack Redpath gets three weeks for a tummy tap, which was ridiculous as well. But I suppose what I'm saying is, like, I like the fact that the MRP review the plays and can give offer suspensions. But you can't shoehorn something that's a 360-degree game with, like, completely different possibilities and an oval-shaped ball. Five categories to finish. That's where the appeals process exists. So you've got the tribunal for when the MRP but, gets but the it wrong, it, and then if you've got the tribunal gets it wrong, then it can go further like it did with Jack Viney. Which but rightly or wrongly, the appeals or the appeals board is still based on that because a lot of clubs did not take that case to to the tribunal because they're fearing that under those categories they have no case to defend themselves with. Rightly or wrongly, they see it as risking an extra week, which is kind of backwards. Maybe, maybe so, but I think if I think if clubs were to argue it as was done with the Jack Viney case where they were in a situation where they were able to argue it because the best defence the AFL could come up with was you should have pirouetted out of the way, which I think if players wanted, like within the grading system, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, if there's a way you don't do anything wrong, you can sort of, that's outside the spirit of the game, you can argue it, but the problem is a lot of those players do slightly dumb things. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like originally, like someone was suspended if they transgressed the rules Whereas now a lot of people are getting suspended for an accident, which Look, in this kind the, of game, you're not going to stop. I'd say they're suspending for avoidable accidents in a bid to change yeah, behaviours, though. Can we just agree on one thing, though? And that's that uh, Patrick Dangerfield is an absolute thug <laughs> and deserves to be rubbed out. I have not seen a bigger thug since Lee Matthews. And Dangerfield should have gone for that Sloan hit as well. Like, poor, poor, poor Rory was just unprotected, wide open, and Paddy he gets just straight up the front. Good thing it that's, backfired for him. That's the only thing the MRP got wrong this week, I think. Anything else out of the Richmond Giants game? Oh, Cochin should have got is... six wins. <laughs> no, who's Steve Johnson? He was one of Richmond's best. Yep. I got. I, I knew was... as soon as he marked it at the ground that he was not going to get the journey on that kick, and sure enough, he gave it off and it got kicked down the full by, I think, Wilson, who didn't have a great game. And then yeah. he coughed the other one up. And Harrison it was that, like, tries to kick it to the top of the square and ends up kicking it about 15 metres straight to a Richmond player. It was a look-away kick, Stevie. You could do those three years ago. You can't anymore. Uh, know your limits. I've got another one. Um, His little uh, tap to Rance. It was a cheap shot, and he is a fucking idiot for doing it. Like, it was just the absolute epitome of a man who is playing his last game. I mean, yeah. may- maybe not so much as Matthew Alistair Lloyd. Lynch or <laughs> Alistair Lynch or something. But, yeah, it's it was a bit... Just, he should probably got, he should have gotten a week for stupidity, but unfortunately, that's not a greeting. He still wasn't even their worst. Like, fucking Toby Green was crap. Rory Lobb was shit. But he still uh, gave more than uh, Shane Mumford ever would have, so... <laughs> Patton was pretty decent, but he had a bad oh, quarter time. On. 
That was such a momentum changer. I'm thinking when that play is happening, oh, it's going to be the most Richmond thing if they concede here. And yeah. lo and behold, it's in pattern. I'm going, oh, fuck, I'm right. I predicted something. Then he fucks it up. So who cops the blame for that? Obviously, Patton should have had some awareness of the clock, but if the runner hasn't got out to him, then I guess he doesn't. Well, frankly... But at the same a... time, Green, Green is surging forward and presumably calling for the ball. So but, sure, I mean, surely you know, he cops for, the blame as well. For the fact that Nick Maxwell is perennially on the ground, <laughs> he should have done a better job at telling how long... Well, he couldn't have because he never comes back well, to the bench to get a time update. <laughs> Well, no, I'm they had that Tissot thing that says how long in the game, along the... I don't think court. they had that for the first quarter. But either way, it's, I still think it's on pattern. He marks it, what, 35 out, slight angle. Shot, mate. Although, apparently, his um, quip work was quite good. Apparently, he copped a bit from the, uh, the Richmond Peanut Gallery and... Decided to say, well, yeah, you're a loser, mate. You're on the other side of the fence. I'd say that's like the easiest comeback ever. That's like look at the scoreboard when you yeah, wouldn't that <laughs> when you win. Come back when you've lost the game, or or you're going to lose the game. I can guarantee you that that supporter thinks he won the battle because his but team won. Not every supporter can fucking break a person's spirit like Starbucks. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the uh, reshore? Yeah. Yes, Reese yeah. came back from that and won a premiership, okay? Speaking of the Shaw brothers, I think Heath, uh, Heath had a bit of a stinker out there as well. GWS's senior players, really, apart from Callum Ward, were pretty ordinary. Callum Ward doesn't get nearly enough credit for how good he's been. If he was still in Victoria, he would, well, I honestly think oh, he would considering the be. bathwater goo. Oh, <laughs> He would have got I, fucking 28 fucking votes last night. Well, no, actually, he'd probably be dead because Steve-O would be just camped outside his house every fucking day of the week and he would have hung himself out of... Steve-O would be dead because he can't wake that many times a day. Have you looked at him? I reckon you'd give it a bloody good shake. Oh, I know that it's not possible because Trade Draft broke the record when he went to Noosa. <laughs> and if you've never read that thread, go and do yourself a favour. I uh, might not. Trade Draft's annual Noosa trips consist of wanking and going to the supermarket. <laughs> does he, te- does he, does he actually reveal that? Does he reveal that? That's probably what his you, routine in Victoria. What do you mean? Does he read? If you not read these threads, no. oh my god, you idiots! Go and find the original. I'm going to Noosa thread. Is Noosa full of like pregnant women or something? <laughs> no. Nah, uh, uh, went to the shop, seen this girl, came back, had a wank. <laughs> Noosa. Oh. Since we're talking about Cullen Ward, did anyone see that he missed the flight home because he couldn't piss in time in a cup for the drug testers? Oh, know. really? That's terrible. My cousin had that happen when he was playing VFL, and they played a game in Launceston, and oh. he got drug tested after the game, and he couldn't go. He got stuck waiting for him to leave for, like, four hours. Okay. Ward's on Mad Monday. Surely he'd go through a few beers at least, and... That should quicken things up, you'd think. When the player is assumingly having to urinate, is the drug guy, like, constantly out the door? No, he's not at the door. He's staring at it. No, he's, he's watching you take the piss. That's got to be hard to do for a player. Stage fright probably plays a role. Can you imagine poor Nicky Dell doing that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, poor Nicky yeah. Dell. 
Because if, if the guy's not watching or the girl's not watching, then you could just change your urine with something right, that, else. That's or apple watch, juice. That's, or that's or right, yeah. Stuff. You could have, like, a, um, a a cup of clean piss in the uh, system and you could just <laughs> out and... Why is it wet? Oh, sorry, I couldn't fit it all in. Well, <laughs> AFL players could probably get away saying, oh, my accuracy's a bit shit. Has anyone actually pissed oh, in a cup, though? It's very, it's very, it's very difficult <laughs> not to get the cup wet or yet. No, you sound like you have plenty of experience. Why don't you share with us? Well, I've, I've had to <laughs> piss. Are. I've had to piss in a cup before. It's <laughs> yeah, very, you it's very hard get... to prevent it splashing all over the place. You get it all oh. over your hands, and it's just like you try not to, but you do anyway because your hand has to hold the fucking cup. You got to do it like Austin Powers. He sort of, oh. he's like a sprinkler. He's just. <laughs> You know, those scenes where he's next to the water statue and he's... Yeah. I thought you meant the scene where he's in the tent and Minnie me spitting water everywhere and it looks like he's got a big problem. Oh, all, all that, yeah. But no, like, it, could, it can be a messy situation. How do you... Do, do you, you know, hold the cup hand and then aim in the other or do you put the cup on, like, a, the toilet seat and you, and you just try and... I don't know how you meant to do it, but the way I did it was... You put it in the cup, basically, but then eventually it starts to... Once you start to fill it up a little bit, you try and stop, and you hope that hasn't splashed everywhere. I think AFL players should try and go along the trade draft route. Just tug one out. They don't want a semen sample cookie. Mate, only at St Kilda do they need one of those. All the paternity tests. I don't understand why they don't just, like, make it mandatory to do the drug test for... The pee test for everyone, like, because you, you go on site in the mines, and it's mandatory for everyone well, to do the test every day so just just do that anything else on the p test if you're on say antidepressants would you fail a drug test in the afl or would that be sort of i yeah, think okay, if you're on antidepressants wouldn't that depend on what's in the, the afl you probably I have to get you... it cleared yeah. yeah if you're on antidepressants in the afl you'd fail getting traded to north no, would get traded to North. No, no, they, no, you they, would they, get they don't take them when they're on medication. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they need it to be a complete train wreck, unmedicated. Seriously, seriously fuck all your... Like, seriously. <laughs> yeah, stop laughing. Okay, I think we've said enough about the piss testing. Anything out of the brown, though? I mean, Bruce was just, you know, just a little bit creepy. I mean, I, I could barely tell at times, but... Can anyone say they're surprised, though? Okay, like, he's been ill, so I'm reluctant to make this comment because it may not have been on purpose, but did anyone notice in the last section when he's next to Daisy Pierce, he kept moving into the side and effectively making contact with her? This was in the Mm. very late wrap-up. Was this in the bit where, like, a few people had a shot at her for not being very good at presenting? No, that was the whole night. Uh, and every time she's been she on TV. She did have her hair in an interesting way, though, I think, I think to cover up the five, Ed. The bad thing is when the night started, you know, earlier on in the night, she was always shown side on with her hair covering the forehead. But then eventually, as the night wore on, she started tilting angles and it's looking directly at the camera and fuck me, man. That forehead. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's literally... I just want to measure her face, like the area of her face, and just find out... Phrenology? What per- yes, I need to know what percentage is forehead. <laughs> you have the makeup of a stagecoach, Smithers. <laughs> Isn't that the episode of The Simpsons where like Lisa's really good at gymnastics because she's got this head that just automatically balances her everywhere? <laughs> I was going to say, all the presenters in the Brownlow were shit, though. I mean... Was it just me, or were 
all the presenters and the interview subjects, and this is not even including Dusty at the end, were all of them not awkward as fuck this year? The interviews? They were. It was just like there were some really uncomfortable yeah, like, ones. Like the least awkward presenters of the night were the bloody Auskick kids. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, Chris Judd was more comfortable when Brendan Favola was pissed as a new years ago than any of the people who were probably stone cold sober last night. My favourite one was actually the Danaher's Mark of the Year interview with Bontempelli and Darcy Vessio was, I think, a genuine... Like, Dusty actually diffused his interview reasonably well with a couple of bits of humour. So oh. the other one was... That was probably mine for the most awkward but moment of the night. Yeah, the most like, cringeworthy. It was, it was so cringy. Like, it was made much more uncomfortable by the fact that nobody clapped when he won the award. <laughs> <laughs> and that everyone kind of gasped and thought, oh, and was like looking around. Nobody celebrated it. And the two dickheads on stage were kind of just like, oh, yeah, well done, the... Joe. But you put, you put, you're putting... Darcy you had some cringy line to say about hitting the roof or something, and it was just like, oh. But, I mean, to be honest, like, they've been put in a fucking shit situation. Oh, they've been given... They've been given they, yeah, they've been given a terrible job to do, but it's just like everything about this year was just so... Surely... Play we, can we just say that the, the, the bullshit fucking Danaher winning the award instead of Howe was just another yeah. chapter in the bullshit Essendon comeback narrative? But, this was, but it was right. oh, I've got to give him all the awards. The vote, like, the voting on shit is just, it's ridiculous in itself. Yeah, yeah, but the award was rigged. See, I can be a Geelong supporter too. <laughs> See, the, is, the issue was, I, well, like, two Collingwood players had marks in the in the thing. And our supporters are dumb, so they probably clicked on the first one instead of clicking on how. But it was it's so easy to manipulate. Oh, it's a crowd thing. It's a crowd thing. They're just trying to they try to control the narrative completely. Yeah, I, I would say it's time to move it back to a panel. But even then, they fucked it up with Cracker over Walker. So it's just like, how do we keep yeah. going back to this? And I'll admit. Eddie, yeah, Betts, but... Eddie Betts' goal was better than Rioli's, probably. Oh, but they, they were they were pretty close. They know? were close, I but I thought Eddie's was yeah. better. I thought Buddy, I didn't, I thought Buddy's was the least purely because of the fumble on the bounce and the fact that he ran like fifty meters without bouncing. Yeah, if Kale Hooker was chasing him this time, he would have been done holding the ball before he got to fifty meters. But it was just that Talia wasn't fast enough. But Denner's mark wasn't even the second best. No, Grundy's was no. better. I think there was a case for Grundy's being better than ours, but I won't go there. No, I'm, I, I, could, I could hear that. But certainly Danaher's wasn't better than either, no. How is probably... He, sh- he probably should have won a lot more Mark of the Year than he should have. Like, He's only had one, players... and that was, I think, the Melbourne one when he jumped on yeah. the Sydney players' shoulders. Yeah, yeah. And all but the I'm Melbourne that come out since is just hilarious. Ha, ha, ha. Cover your anuses. They're bleeding. But I like that he reacted and went, you know, what the fuck, because... Yeah, well, it was what often. the fuck. It was a pretty ordinary night. But like, that, just about the only thing that wasn't see. rigged we was the actual votes in round 22. Caring. Yeah, absolutely. We should see these players caring about these medals and these situations, because that's why we're watching them. If you're going to have players presenting, get ones who are actually charismatic and would, yeah. you would actually it's, want to drink they, with. I think they get sterilised badly by what they're meant to say. There's like, why did every round need some fan to introduce it? I don't remember Channel 7 being this shithouse before... This was the worst coverage ever of it. No, no, no. But 
with football in general, like football coverage in general, they weren't since they got it back from nine and ten. They were they were the premier sort of yeah. They were fantastic till they lost it. Yeah, and now they've just absolutely fucking shat the bed. It's like it's like they realised that it's somewhere along there it became like it's almost like they enjoyed doing it and it was something that was intrinsic to their network and they did it right and they made sure they made an effort sort of like nine with the cricket before richie got too old and nine's gone that way too with the cricket they stopped giving a fuck even though they never lost it but it's just like somewhere well, along the way they stopped caring you get complacent about it was. you yeah. get complacent like you think you're not going to yeah. lose it because they've got this success like nine with the cricket and seven have got the footy secured for a long time now and so they're complacent and thinking, oh, we're not going to lose it. They think so, they want to like... hear Basil. They think people <laughs> want that sort of cringeworthy and BT. jokes. Like, I mean, I can understand BT, you know, being an option. <laughs> Hang on. How was roaming Brian at the Brownlow? Oh. I actually... Yeah. Did, I mean, that was did, probably did the least... Did Ross like he wanted to kill him when he interrupted that chat with Ken Hinckley? It was like <laughs> fucking fed and darting eyes, like, just like, what the fuck do you think uh, you're doing? I want... That was probably still the least cringeworthy moment of the night. <laughs> I mean... They made so many jokes about Favola as well, about how drunk he got. It's yeah, like, ah, no better behave yourself, Fucking... Cockhead. Like, has anyone ever been drunk in a place that they shouldn't have been drunk. Yeah. I would put it um, to a man or a woman that everybody has. Fucking hell. Like, it's just so Wait, What do you mean by a place I, you I, shouldn't have been drunk? I think I think it's acceptable you're drunk in a lot of places. Well, no, but I mean, oh, obviously, uh, not if you're <laughs> presenting on the TV. But the fact is he was. And yeah, well, that was the footy show's manager. fault for giving him a microphone at an event where <laughs> they didn't need to. So it's I, th- I blame the footy show. They ruined everything. No, they, they didn't need to put it on TV. Yeah, that's true too. Long. Yeah, that's true as well. They teed up. They teed off on it. They knew what they were doing. They had a week and they destroyed that man. Mm. Yeah, I pay that as well. Where is their duty of care to the person they employ? I mean, the the motherfucker had to move to Brisbane for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, what a pun. What what a punishment's that like? <laughs> no, um, that coached by Vossi. Mm. Obviously, now pretty much the Brownlow is for the wives. And the girlfriends like it or not, like well, and and the coaches' daughters, by the sound of it, yeah, well. and, and for the players that uh, take their teammates who don't get invited, like mm. uh, Sam Lloyd and Jack Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Jack Fitzpatrick was a great, <laughs> great invite. He's, he was just like he was there for the free piss so badly. <laughs> but no, but I mean, like, like I mean, you could argue. And Mo, Mo Hope, who took a girlfriend who's a, a solid eight. Yeah, oh, I noticed so. that. She's yeah. batting well above her average. But how's she even getting an invite? That's like literally inviting Jack Fitzpatrick <laughs> to the awful one. Yeah, but I mean, but at the same time, like... But Mona Hope obviously... wouldn't even oh, get an yes. invite to the women's Brownlow night, yeah. let alone the men's That one. was the joke I made. That's like what? inviting Jack Fitzpatrick. Oh, sorry. That's the joke. Jose, why don't you spell it out? <laughs> Anything else out of what the Brownlow was? I think the highlight was Dane Swan's live tweets on the Sports Better account. If anyone caught those, <laughs> but okay, like, without doubt, best part of the night. I, I think... would pay to see Swanee host the Brownlow. That'd be entertaining. Oh well, just you, you, you say that it's pretty vanilla now. Just wait till Dusty's retired and him and Swanee are there as ex Brownlow medalists. <laughs> see, see, no, That'll no, be look, and, like the AFL can't not invite loose. <laughs> But even if um, Channel 7 want to go with this blokey coverage, I would sooner Dusty and Dane Swan do the commentary than Brian Taylor and anyone. 
but, but you Dustin would, doesn't you speak. What would he be like, the boundary rider? It's like, how's the atmosphere down there, Dusty? Good. Why use 20 words when good will do? Dermot exactly. Burn, take note. Could you imagine how refreshing that would be? Oh, what about playing these words? What Put about a carton on for Swanee in the box, and you'll get some of the loosest commentary that you ever A carton <laughs> won't be enough. Do we have much else out of the Brownlow? Anything else on Bruce creeping? No, I was oh. bored of the long sleeve dresses after One, a while. You can't One, say you can't say you're well, surprised by it. No. Have, exactly, have, we, yeah. have we spoken about the most important award of the year, which is of course the AFLCA Coach of the Year? Oh no, I wanted to say congratulations to Ruffy, who's having a baby. Good it's great. Ruffy. And congratulations, Wayne Carey, having a baby as well. Yes. Oh, was as... it a boy? Was it a boy? <laughs> He's having a baby with a Carlton player. Good cuck. Uh, oh, oh, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't matter because that kid will it will just deny North just like every other player. That's been <laughs> <laughs> Andrew swallows Ejected by um, a new dad yeah. too. Like that, that, that... one of those. We don't want another. <laughs> oh, Jesus fruit. Well, well, that means at least swallow won't wear a condom. Well, okay. so it's well stuff. Before we finish on the brown light, can we just mention not cookie? <laughs> oh, no. yeah. not right. cookie. I'm more annoyed about the fact that Basil's and Parlis took the piss out of him than anything else. I mean, fuck you, Basil. You don't need Basil scoring points on him. No, you. I don't think Basil did score points on him, so I think it's better than someone who's actually funny <laughs> taking the piss out of him because they could have they could have made him feel bad about it. Like, what Basil said wasn't even funny. So if that's the worst. It's Oh, sorry, what, what did I what did I miss here? Not cooking, yeah, bawling his eyes one. out on TV again. They had footage of him crying after Revolt's last home game. He was caught on TV crying. Not even his last, not even his last game goal. Not even last. his last game. Moral Just last, his last game. game mm, let's let's go to briefly on a couple of games that happened over the weekend. The VFL and TAC Cup Grand Finals were decided by kicks after the siren. Neither of which we don't landed... watch that shit. Well, no, neither of which. Got the this is not a result, podcast. The VFL one, not so much. Like Port Melbourne one, I think some people would be happy about that. Obviously, not myself. Yeah, good on Robin Nahas getting a ship uh, <laughs> medal. On your Sammy Dwyer. But the TAC Cup <laughs> one is the one I want to dwell on with the port. The port oh, missing from mate. fifteen meters out directly in front after Siren to win the game. After um, after the whole coaching box was celebrating. And the, the bench oh. were ready to run. Did they see the footage of the bench ready to run on the ground? They're like bracing themselves. And then yeah. it, the reaction, it's just like, oh man, that's, it wasn't unmissable, but it wasn't far off either. It was just like, mm. oh. But it, it was it, far it, enough it, to mess those, up. But... Not one of those Sandringham people ever considered he was going to miss it. No, none of them did. Oh yeah, the coach's box, like they kissed the um, coach on the forehead and everything. Yeah. It was just like, oh. The ultimate cock block. <laughs> It was brutal. It was. It was for an under-18s game, too, like, and a premiership like, and everything. There was an article or something, like, Fox Sports or something posted the link and the video and whatever, and, like, all the comments on Facebook were like, this kid's career is ruined. No one's <laughs> drafting you. You're shit. <laughs> it was fucking brutal. Like, you would have thought that kid had the worst night of his life. That would genuinely suck, though, to with such high stakes to miss. Like, plenty of players have missed from there before, but never quite with those stakes. In your last game before possibly being drafted. Yeah, like some of those kids I mean, will not I play said... football at a level resembling that ever again. Um, he, he might not. Pre-show, I said pre-show that I don't think, like, particularly if he has a career, that 
he'll remember this moment one bit. But thinking about it since every kid has had the fantasy of um, having the kick after the siren and winning the grand final. Yeah, his dream became a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. So in that respect, I think I'm starting to rethink my position. I think maybe it was, it is a bit bigger of a deal than I potentially had thought of. You could see how shattered he was. Like he wasn't, he wasn't quite not cookie upset, but (laughs) (laughs) I think I did see a couple of tears. Um, On a scale of one to not a cookie, he was a seven. (laughs) Yeah. I must say, I give props to his teammates who all ran in and picked him up off the ground straight away. Oh, that was really nice. Well, I, think they were already, I think they were already running touch. in to celebrate. So, <laughs> actually, since you, since you mentioned that, I didn't mind Trent Cotchin's move after Richmond won the game on Oh, uh, you just knew it. Fucking Mr. Nice Guy. You knew where he was oh. running to. Straight away, I was like, fuck off, Trent. Stop being so likeable. <laughs> what did he do? He ran straight oh, to Deledio. Who was And obviously, obviously not to pat him on the head. Nah, basically just to... <laughs> I love you, no, Shake his hand. That would have sucked for him. He, he probably wouldn't be getting a game at Richmond at the moment anyway, but it still would have... Or he would have been creating a selection headache, but they most of them appeared to get to him. Because when they were showing the footage, they didn't show you what he was running to. It was just yeah. a close-up of him running. But oh. I knew straight away where he was going. Mm. <laughs> Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah, he is a bit a bit like that, isn't he? He's just too like too perfect. That's just his hair, man. Lucky he's cut by his wife. <laughs> where do we want to go next? <laughs> Well, do we uh, want to discuss your hiccups or what? No, we don't discuss the fucking hiccups. Can we Can we go to what someone wanted to say about the Coach of the Year thing? Can we get that elephant out of the room, please? We can't. The elephant is firmly entrenched. It, it's it's not an elephant in the room. It's a fucking... No, like, it just it is what it is. 100-foot elephant. It's it's the elephant from the fucking who wants to be a millionaire that's bigger than the moon. It's undeniable. <laughs> it's might have started off as a joke, but now, like, it's just fact. It's you're wrong. Just before we go this whole coach year, we are talking about the same one else, the Clarkson's never won, yes? Nice try. Bill Belichick has no. won the Falcon. No. Ooh, no. that does. I'm just saying. Just because the charade, they've been the more smarter I am and the more stupider you look. Just because they've been wrong in the past. It's not too late in the past. Wrong in the past four times this year. Four times doesn't make them wrong this year. They've right given it to year. Beveridge twice, and he didn't even keep his Jock McHale medal. Yeah, but well, that's that right. Like Mark. We, yeah, we know Dimmer's going to give it to Mrs. Hardwick and Rioli's going to give it to Dimmer's daughter. Jeez. Come on, go on. What else we got? Well, what else? What have you got to say? Yeah. No, nothing. Well, he, he won a prelim final. Good. Yeah. And the Coach of the Year Award. Yeah. The one that Clarkson's never fucking won. Took from the primordial filth, which is the bottom of the AFL ladder. To the promise, well, to the biggest stage of all. So he's, he's essentially gone from... With basically the same list. It's almost like he wasn't... It's almost like he, his game plan had them underachieving last year. No, no, no. Hey, he changed the game he, plan. He's taken a club from the Rudy Hill RSL play of the year to Broadway. It's... I don't think they have plays in Rudy Hill. No? 
Stop deflecting, you cunt. I'm, I'm, I'm just Thank saying, you. like, there's obviously, there's, the list was there, so. What happens, okay, what happens if he magically no. stumbled on the formula to get that team clicking? And he he, he didn't stumble on the formula, it? I supplied it to him. <laughs> After the game, Jack Rewalt was talking about the coach and talking about the captain, and he said that, that Hardwick had made changes and made changes to the way that he operated and the way that he had become more open and blah, 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 and he'd improved. So the list may have been the same, but the coach has improved, and because of that, you are where you are. No, it's just now that they're not under Oh, shut up, Sparky. Honestly, stubborn, don't be a prick, and give Mr Hardwick the appropriate respect. For what? He oh, deserves it. I don't want to hear fi- any it's more. It's a grand final. I don't want to. Yeah, which you hadn't you hadn't achieved in thirty five fucking years. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear any more Carousella bullshit about him. Oh being really? So you're, you're going to tell me that didn't play a role? You're going to tell me that didn't play a huge role? He's been already credited with the attacking philosophy. Oh, do they have an assistant so, coach of the year award? Is well, this the point that we acknowledge that Nathan Buckley is responsible for two thousand and ten? I, no. I never, I never said he wasn't. I was on your side with that. Yeah, because you know what I mean. Fucking agenda. That's why. Oh yeah, that <laughs> means. Yeah, you know who's responsible for two thousand and eight? Damien Hardwick. <laughs> 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 oh, fantastic! Clark already yeah, had you going in that, the right direction. That's why Clarkson didn't get Coach of the Year that year because everyone knew it was Hardwick. <laughs> Hang on, actually, there is an assistant coach of the year award. It's further down in the article, and the uh, winner this year was Reese Shaw <laughs> <laughs> for taking Sydney's Neeful side as their development coach to the Neeful Grand Final. Which, I mean, essentially means he got him to the ground. He never would have developed that steel for coaching without the way he responded to certain criticisms so, early in his pretty, career. Pretty sure really, it gave him some resilience. <laughs> well, if, you, if you're taking credit for Reese Shaw now, maybe it was your criticism of Hardwick last year that yeah. helped him develop the resilience and mental edge he needed to succeed this oh, year. So this is what we have to do. We have to pander to your no, ego. See, I'm not, see, no, no, I'm not. I'm, no, no, no. I know what Penal's was trying to pander to my ego with that, but I'm still not. I'm not indulging that. No, I'm, I'm not trying to panter to your ego. I'm trying to get you to backtrack on the Hardwick. Well, you, yeah, you're using, trying you to use the ego, but no, I'm, I'm not doing it. You were the Hitler-looking bloke on the Focus on Footy. No, I was <laughs> fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> How old do you people think I am? Old enough. <laughs> Let's move on to Gary Abler <laughs> has officially walked on the Suns. Worst kept secret in yeah. football is out. Shocked to be sitting here. Did anybody catch the rumour that the age, so it's probably Sam McClure, so it's probably not true, was running with that apparently the Gold Coast have said, fair enough, we would like Mitch Duncan. Yeah, Mitch Duncan or Nakia Cockatoo, they've said. That's fine. I I have no issue with Gold Coast asking for the world because they have uh, remunerated that gentleman and... The way he bailed on that club this year was fucking disgusting. I, I don't want to travel interstate, guys. He emotionally checked out fucking a year and a half ago. Can't. Yeah, and I mean, like... I hope he does his shoulder in the preseason and never plays again. Can't. It's oh. not incumbent. 
It's not incumbent on the Gold Coast. Well, it's not an injury trolling. It hasn't happened. I think it technically is an injury trial. No, nah, it's not yeah. injury trolling if you just want yeah. it to happen. Yeah, but it's it's fair enough though because he's it's a acceptable. Cunt. Yeah, he has been a great a. And you can hide behind this thing and the family thing and all of that. The guy's a mercenary. He's done nothing to grow the game up there. He's taken all of their money. He's delivered nothing, and he's fucking off with a paycheck. No, no, no! Don't, don't you dare hurt. say! Don't you dare say he has done nothing. He has spread God's word up there. Oh, <laughs> in that yeah. sinful town. God bother us. Yes, Thanks a lot, Gary. He's brought enlightenment to the sinners. Yeah. It's not very Christian of Gary Ablett to just bail on this. It's just you know, there's probably something Jesus says. You know. Don't be a cunt to your teammates. Yeah, I'm sure that was written in the Bible. <laughs> the gospel. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He said, disciples, do not be a cunt. The 11th unwritten commandment, <laughs> thou shalt not be a cunt to thine teammates. <laughs> Cookie 2417. <laughs> I'm happy. Like, I mean, the rumour is he'll just retire if he doesn't get the trade. I hope so. Fuck off. So be it. Like, unless the Gold Coast get what they perceive as a reasonable deal for him, I'd be digging in. Like, I mean, for all the rubbish, they have, I mean, even this current contract that he's on, they, they front-loaded it. So he's taken the bulk of the cash and checked out this season. Well, probably nothing, well. nothing, nothing, nothing. And, like, it's just, like, they should have no responsibility to fulfil his needs. Like, I can understand, like, a you know, a, a draftee up two years, i just got to get home, I can't handle it, I need to be home, I'm too homesick. It's not ideal, but... I'm too homesick. Homesick, <laughs> I said. It sounded like you said homesick. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've got a lot. Um, it's all right. It's just funny that Dan picked up on it, because Dan can't speak properly. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's always on making the fuck up. Not really, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no. He always denies it. But at that at that point, you know, you're happy for the club to deal in good faith. But in this case, you know that Geelong are going to basically lowball the shit out of Gold Coast, and they shouldn't cop that. But if you're Gold Coast, you're more than within your rights to just ask for Mitch Duncan or someone, and you know what? Geelong will probably be desperate enough to pay up eventually. Well, now that they put it out there... It's got, I would say that there would be probably maybe a 60-40 split of fans wanting him back for the romance factor. And there might be a little bit more pressure to get the deal done than what there might have been if they just shut the fuck up about it. You know, the funny thing about this is, this actually reminds me of last year when they wanted the Lidio and we put the request in, no, thank you, give us Caddy. And mm-hmm. Geelong said, no. And Caddy said, no. And then somehow along the lines between that, Deledio ended up at the Giants and we got Caddy for fuck all. Yeah. Which, you know, Deledio would probably have been a reasonable deal. Like, and Exactly. And, well, we came out way ahead on both of those. Oh, yeah, 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 no, you got overs for him. But... Yeah, and, and we got Caddy for unders. And I imagine that must have changed because Geelong probably got a little bit concerned, thought, well, hang on. Maybe let's just see if Josh wants to go. And in that, as it always is, when a player gets asked or shopped around, like Riscatelli at Brisbane and all that stuff, yeah. they might get shitty and want to leave in the end. 
Do you reckon if Geelong even raise this with Mitch Duncan, all of a sudden things just flip on yep. their head? Like he would yeah, want to demand like, to move back west. Surely he's Mitch like Duncan needs to consider it because what position does Mitch Duncan play? Winfield. So where is he going to fit in with fucking Crabtree, Duckwood, Danger Dick, and fucking <laughs> serial killer son? But at the same time, Duncan's like their third best yeah, player. Duncan's so their third if you, best midfield. He's better than Guthrie. If, if, you, if yeah. they do come to him and ask, would you yeah, be he, willing he to... Vanilla, so he's, yeah, he, he's he is vanilla, God. but at the same time, if Geelong comes to him unhyped. and say, would you move on, then of course he'll crack the sads and fucking seek a trade because already won a he is pretty too. much there. He is pretty much their third best player, and so if any if Geelong come to him and say we'll we'll trade you, then of course he'd crack the shits. I just can't wait though to see how this plays out with Geelong wanting all these players that barely they could afford. Like I'd be surprised they could afford one without tearing their list apart any further. What have they signed up to? Could be a master stroke if if Ablett's fit. They end up becoming a three man team. <laughs> So here's a two-man well, team to a prelim. A three-man might take them a bit further. Yeah, they might actually keep more than one goal in the fucking corner. Stringer's the one they should be <laughs> well, after, think whether of they what, can uh, get him or Think not. of what a fit ablet that's not going to get tagged is going to do in a season of football. Every but, team I mean, in this competition should be after Stringer, and the dogs are fucking stupid. Yeah, they trade JJ, you idiots. Like, in terms of draft picks, what has Geelong got? 2018 first rounder, that's it. And they can't trade that because of the four-year rule. Now the, the AFL will fucking make up some rule to let them yeah, trade like they did last year. because they'll be five years. Now they'll make up some bullshit rule. Like, yeah, they'll get they, rid they, of that rule altogether before they enforce it. They've a lot, haven't they? Sorry? The AFL no, it, it, it starts moved, in 2019. They've moved a lot, haven't they? It starts in 2019. They're RG3ing it, though. I'll say let it go. If Geelong want to destroy their future... Let it go. Let it go. For a shitty chance of a flag, then all the power to them. Yeah, but then the oh, government's going to have to bail them out shit. again by giving them another fucking scoreboard for the cheat ground or something. Or debt forgiveness. <laughs> Let's go to uh, this week on the Bay. What do we got for Thread of the Week? Uh, the trade like... draft thread. The trade draft <laughs> thread. You can't give it to the trade draft thread. Well, then, uh, your, um, your Twitter one. The Kevin Durant tweets. Yeah. Let's go something non-reach around first, before, and we'll see if we can't oh, land back I there. I like that one the best. Okay. What else we got, though? Lethality has a knack for making really funny thread titles, and when I saw I called for Joel Selwood to step down as captain, I just started laughing. I hadn't even <laughs> I clicked, clicked on the thread yet. Mofra started the bottom 50, only one entry so far, at least it's when we started recording, so that was pretty good. Yeah, um, I'm sure that'll have its week in future. Oh, I liked Zaka's, uh, what is it? No, the James Heard Fred, which got the rail. I liked Zaka's other effort, which went very underappreciated on Saturday or Sunday when he came out with Richmond or Adelaide's grand final, <laughs> which I thought was, I thought, was, I thought was very clever and really, like, as he, as he said, Smasher, where have you been on that? And I, I feel the Bay sort of let that one go as well, which was disappointing. I thought that was a good one. Simple but brilliant. And when you when you think about it, you go, God, that's obvious. But at the same time, no one else thought of it. It's just like, how do you, how do you miss something like that? I thought that was very good, though. Oh, the uh, meltdown 
Fred for Vesti. That Vesti, was pretty funny. Yeah, it feels corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> LW sulking about how much how much yellow and black there is in Richmond at the moment is amusing, but probably for different reasons. Huggers give up a free goal lead in the grand final with five minutes to go. Surprising meltdown. Like, sort of tag, reading through it. Definitely oh, that was, that was David Schwartz melting about Port Melbourne, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a bit random. I thought it'd be Richmond. Richmond was just like, nope, David Schwartz. Like, Take your partner for a roll on the red carpet from VJ, I quite like. Damien Harbour wins Coach of the Year. That's a nice <laughs> you, you got tagged like a hundred times in that thread. <laughs> <laughs> so, any other noms? I imagine this is probably going to end up being the trade draft thread, despite the fact it's existed for probably. a long time. Yeah. But is that our winner? <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be. Okay, people go find it. Um, trade draft in news. <laughs> well, don't. Well worth a read. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Or not. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you, you decide whether it's worth the uh, mental scarring. Let's go to the flog of the week. What do we got? Vesti. I just think we can almost throw a blanket and take your pick over any Geelong flog this week. Now, the amount of salt uh, over what was the... It must be the qualifying final and the lack of the cheat ground, but the amount of salt from Geelong flogs, I'm talking basically all of them at some point. Vesti and Chappie were the only two I didn't see doing it, and then Cochran got off, so Vesti sort of jumped in there. But LW Sookin and... Harrow lad has got to be fucking first place on this one. What's he up yeah. to? Oh, it's just fucking, just search by post on him, and it's just Richmond this, Cochin that, just fucking incessant whining. And he's an SFA tart as well, so that that just gives him another reason to be Flog of the Week. Yeah, well, I think, we're, I think that's pretty good. Because, yeah, I, I could nominate it. Like, I think Mary James is probably, if I had to narrow it down to one, my front runner this week. Uh, at least Chef Mice has been pretty funny in parts. Um, or L-Dub as another one. Just because he moved to Richmond and then somehow thought that when they made a grand final that the place should just stay the way it is. Like, fucking hell. It's like, that's like moving to Geelong and complaining that the crime rate went up after they won. Like, who else we got? Starburns. Might have to give you a nomination this week. Oh, yeah? It pains me to do this, but... Well, not really. Um, I, I'm amazed it does. We've given it to you weeks and weeks and weeks. That's true. I owe you a lot, so many nominations. Um, they were never you, my this idea. Week, yeah, sure they weren't. Why didn't we do the Brownlow podcast, the live one last night? I have a theory that we didn't do it because you knew that Dusty was going to win it and being a Richmond supporter, you wanted to indulge in watching the telecast in your own comfort sort of way rather than being distracted by five or six other people saying shit at the same time. I think you have put yourself in front of us and the people that wanted to listen to the live telecast, which is very, very popular. You know what? I will begrudgingly agree with the sentiment of your point in that I did put myself first, not for the Dustin, oh. Mar- not for the Dustin Martin reasons, but purely because the closer it got, the more I could not be fucked once, once Mixler was no longer an option, I just could not be fuck finding a new system because there wasn't, didn't appear to be one that would do it as easily for me. And I, at that stage, I was just like, I've been sick for like a week, like last week. You're sick of your life. No, I'm I'm better now, but I was sick. Oh, I yeah? sort of, I was, yes. And I you was, haven't coughed yet. So I have yeah, to take your word. No, for it. I I was better, but I was just sort of, I'd been tired. It had been a 
good weekend and I knew that this is going to be a big week and I just thought, I really can't be fucked doing all that shit. Like, I I think it probably, it had more to do with Richmond making the grand final than Dusty winning, but 90% the fact that Mixler started charging us for something that used to be free and I couldn't be fucked. All right, I'll retract my nomination then. If we still had Mixler, we would have done it. Get Cheeks to pay for it next year. Use the internet money. The internet money. We'll start a GoFundMe. Yeah, start. Yeah, well, that's what we should have fucking done. <laughs> yeah, maybe we maybe we can get a couple of months worth out of the eighty-five dollars that the grill got on from. Morgan. No, that that'll be uh, just on that one who did donate will be getting their money back. Oh, I I don't I donated fifty bucks, so I better see that in my bank account. Yeah, I I, I donated uh, two hundred and fifty grand. <laughs> So just uh, I'm not, as, I'm not, as as soon as yeah, you I'm can not, get that back to me, <laughs> you can I go not to Canada. Any trip to Canada, fuckhead. <laughs> no, um, it's the visa. Then then he might be able to get it. So who does get flog of the week? Oh, just give it to the entire Geelong football supporting base on Big Footy. How about that Catman flog for turncoating? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiger Man. Yeah. Tiger so who is Man. so who is who is Catman on Bay Thirteen? Which one's going to be Catman? L Dub. L Dub. <laughs> sure. No, because he's had a photo with Catman, so it can't be him. Now nah, that's classic misdirection. Nakia. Nakia. He seems like enough. Haven't seen Nakia. Yeah. Haven't seen Nakia since they won. I wonder if he's uh, since they lost. I sure wonder if he's been page. locked up, or his wife told him he's not allowed to post on Big Footy again. <laughs> so which Geelong flog? All of them. The whole board. I thought Mary James was starting to get a bit touchy about all the jibes, but then that said, was probably the only poster on Geelong's board that stayed in that match thread the distance. So you can't give it to to that. Well, you can. Um, yeah, Mary J- Mary James liked a few of my posts on the transgender. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I can nominate. Let's give flog of the week to all the Geelong flogs. Now let's go to the preview of the game. A winner, Norm Smith, Leon Davis medal, and a margin, and obviously just one other prediction for the day. Could be grand final sprint. Could be entertainment. Could be who Hardwick or Pike gives their Jock McHale medal mm-hmm. to. Whatever or parade even. Go to tip Richmond by 16 points. Shane Edwards, Norm Smith. <laughs> oh, shit. Seventh best player. No, I thought Greg. Greg was the seventh. Oh, no. Eight. All right. Well, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm Timmy Edwards. And yeah, Edwards is the sixth. And Leon, I will give to the Texan. I don't get the big game player shit. I don't think he's a big game player. He's a big dickhead. Um, <laughs> and... Um, Craffles to get kicked out of the front bar. <laughs> bar party. What for? Um, I don't know. Trying to find a bath. What going up to the to the bar that they sit at and asking for a drink or? No, a bath. I think was the comment, wasn't it? Bath. Oh, bath. Sorry. If you've ever seen Craffles posted, uh, Craffles has been photographed in a bar. I thought it would keep me because Steve Morris was the guest on the front bar. Oh, <laughs> Steve Morris is there. Um, Crumble's get kicked out for saying he's yuck at football. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go. Winner is Richmond. I'm going to go eight points. Norm Smith medalist, Alex Rance. Leon Davis medalist. It pains me to say this, but I'm going to go Rory Sloan. Oh. <laughs> he would have to have an absolute stinker to get it, though. 
If you tag him, he's every chance. I will say this, though. I guess so. Going into the Leon Davis medal before it happens. I'm not doing the Leon because win or lose, I probably won't be around till after the Killers have played their second <laughs> gig. The Silrioli clause of a few years ago, it, the, the flog in charge of it has been told to invoke the Rioli clause, if required, which was when Cyril only had about eight kicks and Hawthorne won, but every Geelong flog on the bay wanted to vote for him. And I didn't put him in the poll because I knew they would. They, they cried a lot, but fuck them. If Rory Sloan gets fucking 15 touches or Cochin gets 15 touches, I don't care how much you flogs fucking cry looking at you, Red Best. They're not going in the poll. <laughs> It has to be legitimate. It's got, it, it's it, got actually, to be a legit worst on I want to make another guess. Another guess of another Leon Davis medalist. I'm going to feel actually to Charlie Cameron's going to play a crap game. You have to have a bad game. You can't have an average game and be the worst player on the ground. So expectations is a minute part of it. It only gets like a 10% weighting. Expectations plays a role. Like if Cochin or Sloan got less than 15 disposals, for example, yeah. or Dusty well, got less than but, 15, I think you could like say... If you look at, if you look yes. at like the reputation and combined with contract uh, amount, like even if he'd had a complete shit game, Jeremy Laidler probably wouldn't have ever gotten in the poll last year. And yeah, he certainly wouldn't no... have beaten, say, Kurt Tippett or Gary Rowan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because of the reputation thing. So, so it, it is real. It is fluid. The idea is that it is the worst player on the ground, and that is, that is open to interpretation. But at the same time, someone who has a legitimate claim to worst on ground should get it, not just most average. You have to be a legitimate reason as to why yeah, it's like like Cyril, a few years ago, he's, he's the main example I use because he's, I think he's the only time we've ever had to do that in any serious context. Cyril had, I think... Eight touches coming back from like an eight-week hamstring injury, first game back and got subbed. He, and off he had and he had time. six of them in the first quarter, but you were it, so far in, a, in front by then. In a bloody eleven-goal win. Yeah. So yeah, but you're he, never gonna. He did all his work it. when the game was on the line, and then you had the luxury of mostly sitting him on the yeah. bench. And half of his touches were from intercepting bloody Kurt Tippett's handballs. Yeah. So, like, that's just more reason to give the award to Kurt Tippett or someone else. I, I still have yet to do my other prediction. Sorry. Other prediction. There is bound to be, in the post-game, Richmond and Adelaide supporters somewhere along the line getting into a fight. Well, I think that's a given. Yeah, I was going to say, thanks, Nostradamus. <laughs> and also, Basil will get punched in the face in, during that fight. That's too much yeah. to hope for, really, isn't it? I'm going to tip a draw. But it's not. Can't. you can't have a draw because there's extra time. Okay, and uh, in extra time, I think the Tigers will win. Was it Norm Smith? Uh, we'll go with I don't know. Yeah, Alex Alex Rance, Leon Davis, medalist. He's two hundred centimeters. He's over a hundred kilos. He plays like a forward pocket. He is, without question, the biggest fraud of a footballer. His name is Josh Jenkins, and he will be the Leon Davis medal. He will not get out the back goals in this game and if he doesn't get those he doesn't do anything <laughs> <laughs> and what was the other one again just one other thing that's that's not part of that just anything that you want there'll be a streaker on the ground and it'll um, be there human meatball and it and it might be me <laughs> the reverse Alan Diamico. I think Adelaide will win by 27 points Norm Smith 
I am going to say Rory Laird. I think David Asprey will get the um, the Leon. I think Starburns will tear up when Matthew Prittis drives past. Well, no, I will, I will make sure there's no camera pointing at me before I do. <laughs> Standing just look for the just look for the one guy that's remained seated seating when when Prittis is roaming around on the ground in the back of the car. On the back of the Toyota Ute. All right. I think uh, Richmond by seven points. I'm going to go Toby Nankervis for Norm Smith. Oh. And uh, putting in a dominant performance to outshine his fancied opponent, I reckon. And... um, David McKay will take home the Leon, probably with uh, 90% of the vote, with about <laughs> 80% of those votes being from Crows fans themselves, because <laughs> he's not very popular. And um, my prediction, well, I've got I've got two prediction. I, I, I don't know where he'll be, um, whether he'll be at the game or not, but I think not cookie will be crying whether it's whether it's over um just the uh, just the humanity of it all seeing <laughs> seeing richmond win a flag and um again i don't know where he'll be if he'll be at the game or whatnot but i think uh trade draft will have a wank <laughs> for the neck <laughs> just one <laughs> well, well one per quarter <laughs> Every time he Hashtag wank for nank. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, this just leaves me. Seven out of ten times. If you were to play this game ten times, we would lose seven of them. But we won't, because I'm being optimistic, (laughs) and I'm going to turn the optimism graph or ladder or whatever the fuck it's called, red vest, up to 70. And we're going to win by 14 points, led by Trent Cotchin as the Norm Smith medalist, to go with the Brownlow he received earlier this year. And I will echo Dan's sentiments and go with my prediction from last week of Josh Jenkins for the Leon. And the otherwise selection, look, a serious one. This will be the last daytime grand final. There'll be Twilight from next year onwards. The Killers will be the best grand final entertainment we've ever had. James Hurd will get booed, and none of these are out of Geelong will win the grand final sprint. None of these are, of course, predictions that are particularly bold. So I guess the best I can go with is, I don't know, something to do with the fucking celebrations on Saturday night in Swan Street or in Richmond or around there. There will be... Try to avoid needles. There will be all sorts of damage done. This... this this isn't a particularly bold prediction either, but I think LW will have a sook about it. I'll, I'll, well, that's where I was going. There will be all sorts of damage done throughout Richmond. There will be rioting, like sort of happy sort of rioting. There will be streets closed. And to cap it all off, LW's fixie will be thrown in the air. <laughs> I hope it's by you. <laughs> I'm going to find every fucking bike in Richmond. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm going to shit on the seat of every single one. I've got to say Herd will get booted. 
degenerate scum fuck that he is, and I will. I'd be disappointed if he wasn't booed. He should be booed. It's probably yeah. just as well that you've got Adelaide and Richmond, which is two of the more rowdy supporter groups. That is true. So they'd hope they'd hopefully be able to deliver. Like if you'd have fucking Sydney had killed a grand final, like the Sydney fans wouldn't care or wouldn't know what's going on, and the St Kilda fans would just be too nice, except for their banner department, who are a massive <laughs> bunch of cunts. <laughs> Oi, oi, hey, by the way, speaking of St Kilda's banner, just pointing out that Jager O'Meara got uh, one Brownlow vote this year in his last game. So he got more Brownlow votes from five games than uh, Andrew McGrath got all year. Fancy that. Wicked. Not bad for, not bad for a bloke with no knees. <laughs> but not great for a person that costed two, for, two first rounders or whatever he ended up costing. Yeah, I'd love to see what those draft picks actually um, polled, if they polled it, or, or how much they poll over their careers from here on in. Just on that, and I forgot to mention it within the herd part, but James Heard presenting it to Trent Cotchin, presenting the norm to Trent Cotchin would be delicious. So in that case, I hope it happens. I, I hope it's dusty, just for the pure reason of he probably gives no fucks and would be the most likely type of like any players to, to say something to him. Because even if it was Koch, he he wouldn't have a dig, but Dusty might. The problem is that Dusty wouldn't care to have a dig. Yeah, that's what I reckon. I reckon this comes back to the whole Kochin's too nice thing. I think he'll shred that (laughs) in the moment. He'll say, thanks, you fucking drug cheat. No, thanks for the second medal or something like that. Yeah, he wouldn't be that overt to call him a drug cheat, but he'd say like, oh, you gave me a brown low and now thanks for the Norm Smith as well. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for the Norm Smith and the brown low. I hope somebody does the whole, you know, the, the fake handshake when, when they go up. Did anyone see Waite do that to the Melbourne player in the highlights package last night? Yeah, yeah, oh, that, yeah that's been around, yeah. Yeah, the old potential handshake. <laughs> oh, he's a card. Anyway, I think this was the forecast for the grand final edition. Starburns joined by Morgs. Hi. Good luck. Dan. Yeah, see you later. I'm going to go have a wank now. See ya. Hey, grill. <laughs> Good night, all. Cookie. 9 a.m., wake up. 9.01, have a wank. <laughs> and <laughs> penal. Is wanking a sin? If <laughs> if so, do you reckon, like, the deepest and darkest depths of hell will be reserved for trade draft? <laughs> You'll have to ask Gary. Be Gary. I, I, I think he. I think it's like golf. After a certain period, you just max out. <laughs> no, be Gary Is Ablett it... still underneath the oh, his team. Yes, hang on. Speaking speaking of Gary Ablett, does the Bible not say that the sins of the father shall be visited <laughs> on the children? <laughs> well, he, so... had, he, did, he did have to play for the Gold Coast, so. Nah, I, I, re- I reckon Morgz's prediction of um, doing the shoulder and never playing again is going to come true, if that's the case. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week when there's either goo or tears on here.